Hey there, welcome to another episode of Off the Cuff. Today we have Bishop. What's up? It's your birthday. Yes, it is. Yep. Thank you. Happy birthday. Thank you. Happy birthday. Dizzle. Boxster. It's not your birthday or mine. Jenny. Jenny. Uh, so today our topic is the too accessible pastor. Um, this came out, I think, around September 24. Saw it on social media. Uh, didn't click on it immediately, but then I saw some uh, other people, friends, pastors that were sharing it, saying it was one of the, the best reads they've read in quite a while. So, um, <clears throat> just a little background. Jeremy Farley wrote the article. Um, he's been in Christian ministry for over 20 years, uh, pastored three different churches, um, and uh, just kind of came up with this article. Have y'all read the article? Yes, I read it. Skimmed? Does that count? He <laughs> skimmed. Yeah, so uh, it, it's not a long read. No, it's not. But uh, the two accessible pastor. So here's my take on it, and then we'll pass it around the room. Um, so... You know, years and years ago, um, and this is what people need to um, understand that church has evolved. Right. You know, um, now tell me if I'm wrong, but statistically, for every what hundred members, you should have a pastor on staff. Yes, that that's what's okay. suggested. Yeah. So um, Lebanon runs probably averages. I don't know. We'll say five hundred. So. We got 900 members, so. Yeah, so statistically, we're right where we need to be pastor wise, mm -hmm. you know. But I would dare say if people were honest at some point, maybe not now, they were like, well, they got too many pastors, you know. And it's just the mindset of the one pastor. I mean, honestly, that, yeah. you know, did it all. Um, they were in full time ministry, and uh, I mean, times have changed, right? There's a lot of bivocational pastors now, which. Now that I've been in it and see it, that's not a bad thing, um, <laughs> per se. But there's still a lot of old school mentality of the pastor does the work, and if he's not, then he's overpaid, and you know. But um, yeah, because he he makes the bulletins, he folds the bulletins, he cleans the church, he leads the singing, he preaches, he visits everybody in, in the hospital, he visits people in their homes. Yeah. He does everything, right? Right. And teaches Sunday school. Yeah. Life group. And the youth. Yeah, and the youth. Good yeah. call. <laughs> yeah. So, I wonder if it's the same people that go up to like Walmart pharmacy and say, well, there's too many pharmacists back there. <laughs> too many pharmacists back there. We need, uh, I need to call Walmart. There's not enough pharmacists back there. I need to call Walmart and see why they got five pharmacists back there. Yeah. So, you know, and then we're in a day and time now to where. Uh, between smartphones, social media, you know, I'm 46. I grew up where we we had a landline phone and an answer machine. So if you wanted to get anyone, you left an answer uh, a message, message on the answer yeah. machine, and then they would call you back after they got off work if they wanted to. Right. That was your accessibility. Right. Right. You didn't know if they actually heard it right. or not. You right. don't call people's work <laughs> to speak to them. Um, but times have changed. So now we have smartphones. We're accessible to everyone. All the time. All the time. All the time. Right. From 7 a.m. Is that when you said your phone was going on? Yeah. <laughs> so, and this is a, 
statistic that you may or may not know that if someone does not respond to your message within 20 minutes it is considered to be rude mm. are you serious mm-hmm. oh I've been rude I've been rude a lot so mm. I mean it's just the expectations is if you, if you don't respond within a timely matter doesn't matter if you're working no matter what you're doing and I'm not even talking about ministry I'm talking about people in general wow that if it's 20 minutes or more then it's rude Mm-hmm. You know, so well, you got to apologize and tell them why you didn't respond to. It. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Exactly. <laughs> Give explanation as yeah. to why I didn't. Well, reply. if you don't respond to my text, then I'm gonna jump on social media to see if you've been on social media. Stop Probably seen that dirty mug is active right now. Why did he answer that. my message? <laughs> up, that's funny. That. So that's funny. And I know people have done that to me. So. Um, <laughs> Just at gist, he goes on to say, and I agree with this. Listen, you can be accessible to people. Here's what people don't understand. And I'm not saying my phone's like this every day, but there's a lot of days it's like this. You're not the only one texting me. Ding. And I'll throw a disclaimer out there. I'm in the ministry because I do want to help people. Right. You're not a burden to me. Right. But there are times to where it can be overwhelming. It's mm-hmm. like, man, I need a break. You're not the only text that that pastor's getting. Right. Yeah. You know, you could be one of twenty or thirty in a day. Yeah. So if he does not respond to you, there's probably a good reason. He's not just brushing you off. It's in a line of things, you know, uh, and that's kind of what he he hits on. But um, we just got to reassess everything. Yeah, and I think that, uh, finally it's been a few weeks since I read the article because I read it myself when it, when I first saw it. Because uh, it intrigued me a little bit, and the guy who another pastor who shared it, I thought, "Oh, that's interesting. He's sharing this." Um, but I think it was kind of in the wake of um, the pastor we talked about last week who committed all suicide. Right? Yeah, it's, it was it's, all in that same time. It's part probably. of that too of saying, "Hey, are we really hurting ourselves more than helping because we're overloading?" And ourselves? he wasn't saying he understood the suicide. Right. But he could see how ministry and expectations could be so overwhelming to someone it's Mm -hmm. like because we're not just bearing our burdens and our family's burdens we're bearing all the other burdens of people who you know uh, are sharing with us and needing help being from just simple requests you know hey pray for me I'm having surgery to you know uh, benevolent needs financial needs uh, there's just so not many. to mention just the day to day stuff, right? You know, yeah. and we want to do those things, right? We want to pray for you. We want to complaining. We're no. like, hey, leave us alone. No, we're in the ministry to help, right? But you know, when things don't go your way or in a timely manner, or right. you know, it's just I don't know. I, I think the expectations sometimes that are put on and I'm not necessarily talking about us I'm just saying in general on pastors I mean are they realistic expectations yeah. put those same yeah. expectations on yourself right mm-hmm. and see if you can't meet them right then why do you think another individual should be able to meet them right um, you know because you just got to debunk that that thought that all pastors just sit around and play golf all day <laughs> you know I mean it just that ain't mm-hmm. that ain't the case no I've I've fished less I've hunted less in the last five years than I ever have in my life I hadn't hunted in the last two years and I love it 
you know, and mm -hmm. a lot of it's because we just don't have a lot of time to do it anymore, you know. So, I mean, basically, you're working six days a week. You know, yeah, Sunday, I know we don't count that as a day of work here because that's yeah. our day of worship, but in rea reality, that's one of our busier days. Right. Yeah. So, you yeah. know, if I get a day off, it's a Saturday to do things. If. I mean, seriously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, so, yeah. You know, and then you've got weddings and funerals and other things that you have to be a part of. Mm -hmm. So, um, I don't know. Do y'all agree with it? Do you think um, we're pastors are too accessible? You know, if you look at the Catholic Church, you can walk into the Catholic Church about any time and get into one of those booths, and somebody's supposed to be there to listen to you talk, right? Um, so a booth with a T. A booth with an F. F. Yeah, F. 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 An F on that. Yeah, uh, it's a booth. And, uh, but but my, my point is, um, you can also stop and talk to Jesus at any time, any place. That's another good point. I mean, that's that's... I'm not going to say old school thinking, but, you know, you have just as much asset access to Jesus as mm -hmm. anybody does right. if you're a child of God. Right. You know. And so my point kind of is, now we, we're here, we're available. Right. Um, but I think one thing that, that the accessibility has done is it's it's made the sheep more immature in a lot of ways because we don't take personal responsibility for stuff like I want you to reach out if you need some encouragement great but I need to make a decision right now well alright you talk to Jesus and what's the Holy Spirit telling you now make the decision and why do I need to get involved hmm. you understand what I'm saying and that sounds harsh and I don't mean it to be it is harsh uh, so I apologize um, but I think I think it's taken personal responsibility for people to walk in their faith and be led by the Spirit away from them because they rely so much on an individual pastor. See what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, if you if you got to the point in your Christian life where you're actually having to rely on the Holy Spirit, you're in trouble. What? <laughs> How do you do that? Joke, people. How do you do that? Yeah. So, um, I, I just think with the accessibility, there's just unrealistic expectations. I agree with that, you. That's my biggest thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then, listen, we can do 10 things right <laughs> and then miss the one, right? <laughs> and we're trash. What? You know, people are looking for another church. I mean, it's just ridiculous. <laughs> you know, one thing bugs me about that. It's like, come on, you know, um, there is an immaturity there. Yeah. But, Dizzle, what you think? You think, are we too accessible? So, I think the thing that people people forget too is like we have families <laughs> you know what i mean yeah and so like if if you call and it's after five or six i may or may not answer it unless it's an emergency yeah you know um and i and i've tried to do a better job just with personal work even you know the, after those times to just be more accessible to my family and not everybody else because unfortunately we kind of fall for the for the lie that we have to reply right away to, you know, when you're yeah. dealing with anybody and everybody, whether it's family or whether it's church people or, you know, just whatever the case might be. And I'm trying like that when that one is on my phone, that little red one, I'm just like, man, I just need to take care of that. So I don't forget, you know? Yeah. And so I, I'm trying to be better about 
maybe not even sit my phone out on the table when we eat or like put it in a different room and just come back to it later or something because you just got to be intentional with it for sure yeah there are times when when i get home i'll just put my phone on charge and i'll, I'll leave it where i can't even hear it yeah at all. you know because um, lately christy and i've talked about this just being transparent that and it hasn't been as bad lately so but i can see where you can put ministry in front of your family right you know to Very where easy. you're giving so much more to the people you're trying to help than your family and then it's it really starts to hurt yeah you know when you hear that little one say daddy daddy oh oh you're on your phone again that yeah. hurts right and it's easy to do that mm-hmm. you know i mean i try to respect people like or you know by seven or eight o'clock in the evening i'm not gonna message you normally right. you know unless it's just we're just cutting up or something yeah i just try to wait till the next day you know um, yeah. but i've had my phone go off eight nine ten <laughs> yeah. o'clock you know yeah um i'll tell you a little tip too and maybe you already know this but you can set your phone at do not disturb from a certain time to a certain time yeah yeah, yeah. and you know i usually do that from at least 9 30 10 till six o'clock and yeah. go from there and then you don't even hear it you know right bucks for absolutely <laughs> <laughs> no i think that the I mean, I don't mind somebody calling me and <clears throat> if they're really in need, but right. it's almost like, you know, say you get called up and the individual's in the hospital and wants to see, you know, have somebody up there and you, you run up there and you're like, where's the doctor? Cause he's, 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 he's important part of this, you know? <laughs> oh, he said he might be here like Thursday and today's Monday. I'm thinking, okay, but I needed to get up here stat, you know? Yeah, yeah. But I think the, the, the accessible part for me to probably that it drives me to craziest now that we're talking about it is when you're having a conversation one-on-one it can be in the middle of the auditorium and on a sunday or wednesday night and me and you can have a conversation or you know and then somebody's like oh hey let me um hey y'all and you're sitting there talking you're sitting there talking with the other person that you you know maybe a visitor hey i got a question for you and this person is like that's pretty rude but it (laughs) happens so much right so um i think if we can do anything if we got any listeners out there listening, that maybe we can respect a conversation that's already going on because mm-hmm. I got tons of them that get interrupted. And you never know what somebody's talking about. Yeah, I got a question. So, think back, you know, 1912, right, is when Lebanon started. All right. I know. What in the world? 1912, Lebanon started. 1976. Oh, my bad. Uh, 1912, Lebanon started right here, right? So, Mr. Oliver is the pastor. Joker lives in Timminsville. He has to take the train from Timminsville to Florence, or yeah, and then ride up into Effingham. Mm-hmm. Then somebody's got because I mean it's still a little distance from here to where the where the train stop was. Then somebody's got to go get him and bring him over here to even come to church, right? Yeah, church at night. And so, like he's in he's in Timminsville, people, and this is this community. So what's going to happen on Tuesday? They ain't got no phone. You know what I'm saying? That's my point about personal responsibility. What we do? What we do back then, a hundred years ago, when when and then you got some guys that pastored three or four different churches because there was nobody else to do it, and so now they're now they're traveling. So what did you do for two weeks when you had a when you had a question about the Lord? When you had a question about what decision to make? You got digging in that word. You, yeah, that's right. You got to take that personal. That's the only thing. We're we're not we're not we're not growing sheep. I'm not saying we're too accessible. I'm just saying the 
the expectation that we're always accessible and we've got to be at the beck and call, it's creating what's a good word? We'll just we'll just say whiny babies out of Christians instead of warriors for the cross, you know, because it's 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 well well pastor will make the decision for me. You know, mm-hmm. I've got to have this. No, you got our job is to teach you how to walk in the spirit yeah. to make other disciples. And so there's gotta be a balance there. Yeah, I think part of it is our own fault too. I agree. You know, I, like Dizzle. I mean, I don't, I don't know what it is, OCD or what, but I'm trying to get better with this. But it's like when my phone goes off and there's a need. I mean, it's like yeah. Johnny on the spot. Do it and get it out. Yeah, and then I think maybe in the end that can hurt you. You know, because you don't think it through. Yeah, you do <laughs> create an expectation that well, if I can get him within a second, you know, and then the next time, and then you right. do that three or four or five times. And then the next time it takes you half a day, you know, their mind is like, well, I must be getting on his nerves or something. No, that ain't that, that ain't necessarily the right. truth. You, you don't know what that person's right. having to deal with in that particular day. Right. You know? Um, and you definitely want to give the right answer and not the quick answer. <coughs> right. You know? Because yeah. too often you can give the quick answer and it might be okay, but I could have done better if I spent more time on it. Right. Yeah. Right. And I'm, I mean, I don't know if flattered is a good word, but I mean, when people do <laughs> seek me, for spiritual advice, I'm honored. Sure, definitely. That right. You respect my opinion enough yeah. to do that. Yeah. So let me do say that I really do. Yep. Um, but I get your point that you know, listen, we're not the only ones that can. There's days I'm gonna be honest with you that you're gonna get Jesus a whole lot quicker than I would. <laughs> he just ain't gonna hear a whole lot of what I'm saying. Yep. You know, let's just throw that out here. Right. Um, there are. You will hear me say, "Lord, clean me up." Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. You know, because yeah. I I know that I need that. But I, I think people, you know, and then part of us too. I don't think we're doing our jobs if we don't um, see people maturing in their faith and helping them. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. not in a condescending way, nope. or a, but hey, we're here to walk alongside you and, yeah. and help you, and for you to realize that. Listen, wherever you are and whatever you're doing. You have that access, yeah. you know. So, I thought it was an interesting article. A lot yeah. of people I hasn't I haven't seen it as much lately, but some some big name guys were sharing this thing, saying that you know it was a great read and a great write. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, I, I guess I would say this as we close: just think about the expectations that you have put on your pastor or pastors, and you know, are they realistic? You know, is it more of a selfish expectation because you're one of, what would you say, 900, you know, 500 that are yeah. regular, yeah. you know, that obviously aren't all knocking our door down, but a lot of them are, you yeah. know, and need help and different things. So uh, just keep that in mind next time. And then, listen, don't don't write us off when no. we get one wrong. Yeah. Because we're going to get one wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we're trying our best to help as many people as we can um, get where they need to be spiritually. That's right. And that's my heart. I know that's your guy's heart. That's yeah. Mac's heart. But we're not always going to get it right. right. So please don't write us off the one time it doesn't seem yeah. to go right. Yeah. You know? So um, any final thoughts before we... We do love to sheep. We yeah. love to sheep. And that's we what I want to convey. We didn't. Right, yeah. We do love, but but our, our love is to help you mature and grow. Right.
So, yep. so there you go. Um, thank you for being with us again for another episode of Off the Cuff. We will see you back here next week. Same time, different topic.